What is up, everybody? This is Recap Rewind. I'm Jay Lag. And I'm NB. And this episode is recapping and reviewing Riverdale Season 6, Episode 12, and it's called Chapter 107, The Fog. Ooh, Ooh. and don't forget, guys, stick around for the, <laughs> stick around for the end of the podcast. We're going to go through our recap roundups, your recap roundups. We got so many roundups from you guys this week. I'm so Later. excited to get through them all. Let's get into the episode, The Fog. And as always, to our continuing listeners and our brand new ones, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Let's get into this episode. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. What are you, what were your thoughts? I thought this episode was so good. I thought it was really, really well done. I think we got so many conversations that we were fucking so waiting many. for for yeah. literally seasons at this point. Yeah. So I was just really happy to see it all kind of come together this episode and it kind of like as much as it was like a weird like fog storyline i was like it makes sense as to why they had to sit down and like sit with each other's problems together and talk about them like when else do they ever get that opportunity otherwise they'd be like out running doing god knows what so like they literally got an opportunity to pause and like talk their shit out and i I loved it yeah what do you think Agreed. 100% agreed. So good. We had such rich, like, conversations. Yeah. Like, like meaningful conversations, yeah. you know, that I think should have Finally. happened a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, thank you. We got them now. I think this was the the greatest, like, it's such a cool context for it to happen because, like, the fog is coming. Stay inside. I loved yes, it. Yes. I, I thought it was yeah. a great episode. It got. It was one of those episodes where when it ended, I was like, that's it? Like, I almost wanted I I was more. Like, I want more. Yeah. yeah. I know. I'm like, let's keep this going. Yeah. Like, everybody's having their conversations. Like, let's get to the parents next. Like, fucking, what the fuck's going on with them? Um, okay. So, it starts off with Tabitha, Jughead, and Archie and Betty in the Cooper house. And Archie basically says that he wants to stage a coup to remove Percival from the council. He's like, you know what? We're just going to stage this coup. We're going to get have to get everybody involved in this. I will say I made a note because Tabitha is like, yeah, we got to also talk to Kevin because like he's kind of like on the flip flop right now. And I was like, do you, though? Do you? Because he's like a piece of shit. Like, you don't need to talk to yeah. Kevin about any of this shit right now. Anyway, so as they're talking, Alice overhears it. And then he and then she goes on to tell Percival the whole thing. Like, you can see her hand close the door like she obviously was in the house. And I was like. Why did you guys see, hold a secret meeting talking about like overthrowing the council without and, like, knowing where the fuck like, Alice lock your was? Doors. Like, what's wrong with you? So anyway, she goes to tell Percival, and then it cuts to Percival's shop. She's like tattling on them, and she has this idea that there is this big upcoming like epic fog that's coming in, um, and that could help slow down the process of them, you know, like overthrowing, and yeah. they can think of another plan. Which Percival obviously does by the end of the episode. Um, but anyway, cuts to Pop's Diner. Tabitha's watching the news. Alice says that there's this fog that's coming in. And the council has set a curfew so everybody can, like, stay inside and, like, don't leave your house. Um, and then, like, quickly, like, obviously people start leaving the diner. Then it cuts to the casino. And Veronica has to close the casino because there's nobody there either. Um, and then it cuts to Betty at the FBI office and um, one of her like agents tell her that there's a woman who escaped from the TVK just like she did. Um, and she she wants to know if she wants to interview her. And then Betty's like, yeah, yeah, please, like, tell me. 
One thing I will say really quickly, since like this never comes back, yeah. why do you think they even mention this moment? I was so confused. And then like Very she's confused. like not she's at home in the next scene we see her. Like yeah. I was like, oh, what an interesting thing. Like she's gonna be sitting with this person. Like that's interesting. Yeah. But nothing comes. I know. Her. And I just feel like the TBK, like I did appreciate how later she does talk about him more with Archie and she opens up about right. it. But in terms of like him, the TBK, like I feel like he's just not really important right now slash like he's such a veer off the main storyline that like yeah. i don't really care anymore which i, I feel know. like as long as they're mentioning it i guess from time to time i think it's okay when he will eventually because he will eventually come back to the main storyline yeah but i didn't know why they needed this because we didn't even get to see it yeah like, i wanted true. to see that story like what is the connection that she has with this woman is yeah. there a connection anyways Cuts to Tony talking to Kevin. Uh, she bumps into him in the school. So he is working at the school still. So how is he still a sheriff? Anyway, I can't even deal with it. But she's talking to Kevin and she asks if he wants to come over for dinner to talk about Anthony's future. And he's like, honestly, like, I don't think that he should be in an environment with a bunch of serpents. Um, and then she turns he was around. so, like... Yeah, I bitchy. He was like, "Did you forget you're a serpent? Like, you should not have a child. Not, you're not gonna change my mind about that." I was like, "And how I feel about." And she came back games. so hard. I was so happy. I snapped because I was like, "That's what I've been saying." Because yeah. she's like, "She's like, how about we talk about the fact that you cruise and you're fucking dangerous too, and yeah. you have your own issues." And I was like, "Fucking yes!" I love how she exactly was like, I, "I am not hating sexual like activities, but I am hating on the fact that you like danger." And yeah. I was like, "Okay, good." Like she she had to like <laughs> she had to create, like, like the boundary. Yeah, she had to like say she's like cruising's fine, but like you're fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, "I'll see you at six. So basically, he gets strong armed into this meeting to have this conversation with both of them. Then it cuts to uh, Thornhill and Penelope shows up in a nun's outfit and it's a similar outfit. We've seen this before because she is now working for the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. <laughs> Even um, Cheryl was like, what? She's like, what the fuck are you doing? They have like a sister branch in the Himalayas. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, it's like a satellite. Also, like, how did she get to the Himalayas? Site. Like, she's yeah. money. Like, what plane ride did she take? Yeah, she was like, I travel the world looking for sanctuary. I'm like, you travel the Like, people don't travel the world <laughs> looking for sanctuary. Like, they end up staying, like, in the States. But like, they do. But they can. There? But, like, she has no money. Like, what is she doing? Like, Where she's a she serial going? killer. She's probably yeah. on, like, the radar for, like, she, like no fly, away, no like... fly thing. <laughs> anyway, she comes back as this nun. She works for the Sisters of Quiet Mercy in the Himalayas. And she has this one last weekend to do her, like, unfinished business before she takes her final vows. So she's there to give her something it's a surprise um but she's like first i need a meal and a bath and cheryl obviously she's like okay fine you're my mom like i'm not gonna send you out back so come cuts to the pop's diner and jughead asks tabitha if he can go back in time or she can go back in time to get yeah. his hearing back she was like and then she says, she's like, I've tried and I can't. Like, that's a fixed point in time. Like, the bomb going off. Like, I'm so sorry. I can't do it. Knowing that now and then knowing what happens later in the episode, I'm like, damn. Like, 
like anyway like well it's interesting because like as he's asking her like her face is like very weird like she's giving like weird looks right so i'm like okay there's more she's not saying something like it was like she's holding something back like what the f is she hiding yeah so it was interesting anyway she says that she could she she tried it and it didn't work um cuts to the cooper residence and betty goes outside um and it's the fog is is already here and she sees a dark figure kind of like standing and then so she just goes back inside she's like hell no <laughs> i'm gonna go back yeah in. she's like oh, i'm gonna go inside <laughs> and then that's when i wrote down the question like what happened to the woman who escaped from the tbk like they didn't even like wrap yeah up the conversation. like why like she's suddenly just at home like about to like have dinner like i don't know it was weird so then it cuts to the Andrews residence and Betty comes in through the back and she she's like, there's some weirdo at front. Like, I just want to, like, sneak through the back. And um, Barchi have, like, a sexy moment. They're like, let's just stay together. Well, let's it was so thing. cute because they're like, all right. So, like, I guess, like, we're just, like, trapped inside Side these four walls. Together and, like, all night, nothing. Do? And then the lights go out. It's like, doom. Yeah. And, like, and he's like, I got candles. I was like. <laughs> so while they're in bed she's like are we dating like what are we doing and i was like i thought did we you know already, this like, was gonna get there like with that a period question yeah uh no i didn't know that it was gonna because to, to your point too like i thought they were already dating and i, I thought know, that was, was a known like, thing so i was like um. yeah like why did you have to say are we dating couldn't you just yeah. say like so my period's late like <laughs> like did you think that he was gonna like leave you at this point like no so anyway, Aww. she says that her period's late. Um, and she's like, and I'm never late. <laughs> she's like, I'm never late. Um, and then the lights go out. Uh, then it cuts to Pop's diner and Tabitha's talking to Pop's on the phone. She's like, yeah, don't worry. We'll be okay. And then she hangs up the phone and Jughead hears her thoughts and her thoughts are like, what am I going to do when I lose him? Yeah. And Jughead's like, you're never going to lose Pop's. Like, he'll be fine. Like, he's gonna outlive all of us and tabitha gets upset that he's reading her mind she's like that's an invasion of privacy like you can't do that all the time and he's like sorry i I, like it just kind of it's like a reflex um and then that's when the lights go out and pops then it cuts back to the andrews residence and um i wrote down we finally get a scene where archie talks to her about her time with the tbk yeah because one of the things that i think a lot of people were annoyed about in the very beginning of them getting together was like they're not talking about their trauma. They're not talking about like mm-hmm. the stuff that they've gone through together or like separately even. And so finally we have this moment where Archie talks to her about the well and the time that she was in there. And like there's a full out cut scene. Like we ac- yeah. they actually filmed this. So they I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So she was in the well apparently for two weeks and she talks about the night that she got gets away. So we find out how she even gets away, which I didn't know that this is what yeah. happened. Because you assume that, like, oh, the FBI found away. her and, like, yeah. he ran away. But turns out he brings her up from the well and says, like, I have, like, a proposal for you. Like, this is the choice that you have. There was, like, a dead body on a slab. And he says, if you cut this, like, chop up this body with me, then you can leave. If you don't chop up this body, then, like, you're the next one to die. So she obviously goes and chops up the body with him, like, standing over her shoulder. So obviously she does it. Yeah. And then he just lets her go. And that's, like, her, like, deep, dark secret. Yeah. That she finally tells him. And then he says, like, 
to her like the world would be more interesting with you in it the se- like you know the secret that we have now like will bind us and Archie's so cute like not really knowing anything about like serial killers and like this like fucking trauma that she's been dealing with he's like you had to do what you had to do to survive like it's not has nothing to do with like you like you being a dark person and um he is he has a moment too when he's like you know after everything that happened i went to the army i sometimes wonder like why did i end up back in riverdale mm, as well it was so beautiful and he's like the reason i did is because like i want to raise a family here mm-hmm. and um and he like, and he said something about like the soul of riverdale like he's mm. like i could have picked up i could have gone here i could have gone there like i could have moved away and like forgotten about this town yeah but he's but like he i keep coming back to like what is the soul of this town and like riverdale yes. and like what yeah. it means i was like Gags. like dude like they're having such beautiful conversations and like look at the end of the day i know this show started out with varchi but when you look at varchi and like who they really are as individuals they are so alike like they really really are at like the core of like who they are and like what really matters to them yeah it's like they are aligned in that way it's you can't deny that yeah and like you can just you just see it in this scene like unfolding and it was so beautiful like they're having this like really like adult intimate life moment. intimate yeah. conversation yeah yeah it was really really good really great writing across the it board, was I think, this episode it was yeah um then it cuts to the casino veronica's sitting at the casino She's by like, herself Bornified. she was like, like i'm getting the deep this episode no you know what's really sad like <laughs> veronica has like no friends like she doesn't hang out with like anybody. no friends like oh. her only friend is the guy on the speaker she's like, like where are all my people They're yeah here and then she sent him home too so like yeah. she's alone in this fucking gigantic casino so she's drinking by herself and reggie comes in like he's like i'm just grabbing the last of my stuff like i'm out um and then she says like you know the fog's coming through like maybe you should just stick around and he's like, yeah, it's like a Stephen King movie out there. So, like, shout out yeah. to The Fog. Yeah. Um, And then she says, like, stay and drink. Like, maybe we can play some, like, strip poker. Like, let's get horny. Like, that escalated. Um, <laughs> Real really quickly. Fast. And he's like, I'm down. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then the power He's like, I always play it. regular poker, but I never play <laughs> strip poker. <laughs> let's do strip poker together. Um, So then it cuts to Pop's Diner. And Jughead wants to siphon gas from the car uh, or from the gas, like gas, like, I don't know. He just walks out and he (laughs) wants to start the generator. So he goes outside. Cool. Cuts back to the casino. One of my favorite scenes I wrote the most about it because it was so fucking good. It was such a good scene. I just want to say their chemistry is still there because yes. i know sometimes we question it throughout the season because we don't know really in real life like are they fucking at this point are they they're not together what's the situation right in this episode like it came off like there were i don't know the word for it it felt like i was almost watching their relationship in real life in almost. real life kind you know of what like i mean unfolds. like their chemistry was like it's just it was different and i think the writing lended so nicely to the to their dynamics episode too like yeah. their writing was beautiful like what they were saying was so real yeah i love the it. acting i also felt like brought it to life so it was For yeah sure. one of my For favorite sure. scenes too so so good yeah um so basically they're down to like not wearing anything this is how the scene begins like <clears throat> she's not like they're wearing no clothes 
Um, and she finally like wins a hand and she's like, you either remove those boxers or you give me a kiss. And he's like, why not like start with one and then like, do the, the other? And then she sits on his lap and she like max him. And then as they're making out, <clears throat> he like is in direct eyes yeah, of like so Hiram's portrait. And he's like, uh, can we like uh move this somewhere else? And she's like, whatever you want, sexy. Um, so they go upstairs and after they have their sexy times. Um, Veronica says, like, maybe I was a little hasty and that she overreacted with how things went down with them. She got that good D and then she was like, wait, I got to reevaluate the situation. Rewind. I really want to do that. She's like, (laughs) she does say, like, we're a good match and it might not be too late to start over. And even he was like down. He's like, I like the way that sounds. They cheers. And this is when things go downhill. So, like, the way <laughs> the way this scene was written was so good in the sense that, like, I yeah. feel like just generally, like, when you talk about, like, you know, relationships and, like, getting together with someone and then breaking up with them and then wanting to get back together with them, like, you're sitting there as the audience member being like, oh, they're going to get back together. Like, veggies yeah. back on. Cool. Like, they're going to cut the scene and then we're going to move on with our lives. But they took it a step further and, like, got them to talk about shit and i was like whoa so anyway go i did i did love how um reggie like if it wasn't for reggie i feel like things wouldn't have changed like she would have kept going on right with what like how it was gonna be yeah yeah, yeah. um and sometimes i find that like with the secondary characters like reggie mm. they always make them sort of like an agreement of what the main storyline or character is saying right and so going into this i really thought he was gonna be like yes babe like whatever you want like we're good we're back to normal so i yeah. literally thought that and then he doesn't say that and i was like oh my god like he he yeah. thought for himself and for like sure. paved his own way and that's something that I feel like doesn't happen a lot. So I did appreciate no. that a lot too. But yeah, yeah it was really, really it. cool to see him like talk back about what yeah. was happening with, between the two of them. Yeah. So in this in this particular part of the scene, they cheers on it. And Reggie says, like, let's get rid of that painting of yeah, Hiram. Like, time. first order of business, let's get rid of that painting. And she was like, okay, like, deal. I'm down. And he says, like, let's do it now or it won't get done. Mm. and she's like what do you mean by that like snarky ass comment and then he goes on to like kind of like unravel essentially and he's like i have always felt like second fiddle to archie and now i feel second fiddle to your dad and i'm trying to fill these shoes and she's like you think that you're the only person that feels that way she's like if i had my like way I'd be living in New York, working on Wall Street. My father would still be alive, but things don't pan out that way. And then she goes on to say, like, I quoted the whole thing because I mm-hmm. thought it was so well yeah. done. She says, and need I remind you that I gave my own ultimatum to Archie once upon a time and he chose Riverdale. We are all someone's consolation prize. And I was like, I was like, okay, but like that doesn't make him feel better. No, it doesn't because like it just gets worse and worse. So Reggie then goes on to say like, okay, so in your ideal world, Who's in New York with you? Like, who do you see in New York with you? And like every single time he taught, he said something back. He's like yeah. hopeful. Like you can see it in his eyes. He's like, yeah. okay, okay, we still got this. If yeah. I, if who was, if you were in New York, who would be there with you? Right. And I'm like, okay, Veronica, what are you gonna like, say? Now's your chance <laughs> to say it. And so this is when it gets really fucked up because she's she's like she doesn't say 
like she doesn't she's like well archie didn't want to like come. that's a random quite like it's a moot point so it's she's a moot like, point she's yeah. like archie didn't want to come so like that's like the thing and then she doesn't say reggie either and he's like wow like all it took for you in this moment was to just say like reggie like it would have been you you know like you would have yeah. been the person in yeah. my dreams and dude i felt like this combo hit hard i don't know it was, what it was with their acting but yeah, i yeah. i honestly feel it's like i was looking into moment. their relationship and it was like their conversation yeah that was like heavy shit it was a really good scene and she's like we're just two people in a town in a room and that's all that matters and i was like oh like not a I was good like, thing sis, to say either you need to work on your game cuz like <laughs> that was a bad no. thing to say no 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 we do not say that and even then even then i was like okay yeah. he's going to hear that and he's going to be like yeah let's just like fuck again yeah. but he doesn't and he again doesn't. like he catches me he and i'm like oh up. my god yeah. he steps up again so then then he goes on to say it feels like you're creating your parents dynamic and she was like um i'm not my mom <laughs> And he's like, uh, yeah, you're your dad, you psycho. <laughs> like, he's like, obviously, you're your dad. And he don't, but then he goes on to say, like, honestly, I'm kind of doing the same on my end. Mm -hmm. Like, my dad was like really like put into his work, and my mom like took care of us, and she like always got ignored by my dad. Like, it was such a interesting moment because it's such a real conversation that real relationships have. Like, it's that trauma that you bring back from your family, and like clearly they haven't healed from it but, so like it's affecting them very heavily oh like he's saying the trauma of his upbringing is what's affecting his relationship with veronica because he's letting her kind of like rule the show because that's how oh, his mom was okay okay so like in in the same dynamic like he know he needs to know how to like be Control like stand up name. for himself yeah. and she needs to like stop being like her dad so yeah. it was a very very cool way to like put that but in all paper. fairness he's the one that convinced her to go into like a shady business so like you know yeah but at the same time like it could have been anything like i guess they could have come up with any other ideas they're yeah. just like they live in like this dark world so like it was that was the idea but i think at the end of the day like he wants to feel like he has some say in something and he just hasn't this whole time and it was just like a really anyway the way that they did it was so so good well i think the next line when you say it that yeah. one made more sense to me because i was like that's more on brand for their relationship so what she ends up saying is sometimes i wondered if the reason we're such a good match is that we're actually bad in ways that are simpatico so she's like yeah like it's like we're feeding into our own toxic yeah, traits exactly. with each other. Like they're and good because they're bad together, essentially. Yes, exactly. Like they're bad, they're vices and they're, they're bad things that they have in themselves. Like it's just continuing the cycle. And he's like, we got to break this toxic cycle for both, both our sakes. Um, and I'm like, I can agree with this to a degree. But at the same time, I'm also like, but you can work on these things together. Like they are things that but you can try But they think they tried. I think they tried but when they tried to steer the casino and the business in the right direction and they still fucked up. They still veered off into like mm -hmm. the shadiness and like the bad, you know, business things. So like Yeah. But I think it's like even deeper than that. I think it's like talking about them as a relationship. She's like, you know, like you have your own shit to deal with, you have your own family shit to deal with, but like you can deal with those things together. But he was like, no, we need to end the cycle now. Yeah, they don't really you're get toxic, into that toxic, part. Like we can't. Yeah. Yeah, they so, don't really get that that far into it. Cause yeah. Yeah. But that's And being ultimately, said, 
maybe the answer is that she just doesn't love him. Like that's right. ultimately like if she had just said like at the end been like it's never gonna work. Like you're just or it's not enough. I'm for not me. in love with you. Or I don't I have it in my heart to like feel that way about you. Like what yeah, would have been yeah. Because sure. ultimately, like we do know, like she's not like in love with him. Like yeah. So it was good. It was a really, really well done scene. He's like, okay, I'm I'm seeing clearly now. And he's like, I'm going to go. Like, I'm just going to take I literally leave. feel like this was their relationship in real life. <laughs> like, this is how it all went down. Yes, because I, from the outside looking in, it looked like she broke up with him the first time. Like, Cammy broke up with Charles the first time. He was fucking devastated. Like, mm-hmm. the guy, like, was MIA on, like, social media. Like, he was gone right and then i think they started filming again like this season and then i think they started like hooking up again because like they're seeing each other they got back together at demois kept posting that they were like seen together in vancouver right and then again i think she was like i'm out i think she like dictated their relationship mm. she kind of controlled it a bit and then you know he kind of and then he kind of like followed along and he was like oh my god i'm so like in love with this girl like whatever so i feel like a part like the acting was like so like it was so real real like yeah. i don't know it was almost like freaky yeah i mean it would be interesting to see if like years from now they ever come out and say like yeah that scene was basically like playing out like it was inspired by our real story it's, it's either yeah like obviously it's not like exactly like their story yeah, but not. but i do feel like she calls the shots right and he kind of follows mm-hmm. um but it, it's interesting I, I wonder as an actor is something like this to film like is it sort of cathartic and is it like kind of like therapeutic to film with that person or is it like really like weird and traumatizing Raw. and like like awkward yeah i mean i think i don't know because it's almost question. like you're having you're having that dialogue with that person but yeah. under the context of like your characters yeah so and it's your like less weird char- your but then yeah. yeah like it's an interesting thing because the whole time i'm watching i'm like like bro is this weird for them like you yeah, know yeah i yeah. would be it'd be weird for me i personally yeah. think it'd be really weird for i don't me. know how you detach yourself from yeah. that situation like it's the same yeah. thing with like cole and Cole and Lily, right? Like, they had all those scenes last season, and I was like, oh, boy, like, how much of this is, like, you guys, and how much of this is, like, Jughead and Betty? Yeah, and, like, making out, and, like, she was, like, half half naked, like, being half, like, like that in front of him again. It's, like, you haven't done that in so long, and, like... It's so tough, yeah. It's weird, no? Like, it's very weird. weird. To, like, try to disconnect that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyways, so that was our Varch, uh... Little veggie, veggie moment. She so he leaves. She has like a single tear. Like shout out to Cami Mendez and uh, our man um, Charles. Like he, I also he killed it. They I want to ask it. you this too. I also really did appreciate her makeup. The scene was very like she looked very raw. She didn't look like done up and like right. Like, you know like fake veronica there was like a realness to her that i did yeah. notice as well too and i think that like lended Those itself shots were to the scene right like yeah. how impactful the scene was yeah. but i wanted to ask you too after the scene ended like were you like oh can't wait for her to get back to archie or were you like girl take a minute sis you need like 100 percent. i feel guys. like she needs to take a minute now yeah. and i'm I, yeah I, but at the same time it always leads me to the question of like what are they doing with her character is she going to be this like lone shark for how long like how much longer is she gonna just kind of like be out on her own doing like god knows what do you like, think, i don't know i don't do know do you think this will sort of push her into now like finding her ability 
Maybe. I mean, I hope so. If she's even getting one, like we don't yeah. even know for sure if she's even going to get one at this point. Like yeah. this bitch has been a gone for time. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, then it cuts to Kevin at school and he has this like flash moment of where of all the times that he was like bugging people in the woods and like I love cruising. that his cutscenes are like just scenes from like season one. Like, like they didn't season- even bother giving him like any B roll. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 we'll just pull from season one. Just pull from season one. But it went all the way up to like season three or season yeah, four it did. when he like tries to touch the hand, like the, yeah. the the leg of that guy in the sauna. In the spot, yeah. So he like anyway, he has this like traumatizing moment where he realizes like what he done did. And then, of course, we have, or not even of course, it was a kind of a shock to me. Moose yeah. walks in and he's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Like, you're driving around in the fog and you show up that's, in the fucking lounge. That's like, what surprised hours? me. Yeah, because I was like, there? no one's even on the roads right now. Like, why yeah. and why would you even come to the school? Like, why is yeah. the school your first place to visit? If Moose didn't, like, play the way that he did in the rest of the show, like, the episode, I would be like, this man is sketchy. Like, watch out for him. He's probably working for the TBK. <laughs> like, yeah. who fucking knows who this guy is? Because it is a random thing. Like, it's so weird that Moose across the board and maybe it is a running joke in the writer's room where like they're like let's just throw a moose rack in there like he just comes in at the most random times that you're just like why is he even in this scene like how did they even get to the point where they're like okay so kevin's about to go to this dinner but then we're gonna throw fucking moose into this storyline i'm like i don't like and ultimately like i did enjoy their scenes together i really like i really like moose like i've always loved him yeah but i don't like how he needs some kevin needs somebody else to sort of give him that perspective and sort himself out like why do you need someone else to do that are you not an adult and are you not at this point capable enough to examine what you've done in your life and be like my god i fucked up like i need to like figure this shit out yeah he needs moose who like just comes in for like 10 minutes of the episode to Mm. tell him that but tony your lifelong friend telling you that it doesn't like shake you to the core exactly or fangs a person you were married to yeah you know like why did it have to take this person and he doesn't even really do much past like is it because he references their trauma like because yeah moose was like that night was so scary for me remember with the through so many other things like i don't know if anything like why would you go back to moose like his dad basically tried to kill you like i don't know yeah i felt like they tried to put it all on that moment though when they're referring to with the um was it the gargoyle king yeah yeah the gargoyle king. yeah they were like that night was like the worst out of my life yeah i was like but you also like went to a call like you also yeah, like, had we never i'm like we never talked about it after on. that like was that really what your trauma was like leading up to yeah i don't know i don't know anyway so then he stays <laughs> he wants to chat for a little like we're just like fucking fuck kevin um so he wants to chat for a little while and kevin's like sure i have a few minutes so then it cuts to tony and fangs talking uh shout out to some great acting guys great acting coming right (laughs) up tostito like there's a tostito spawn we have like the tostito's bag being poured she's like getting ready for the party whatever and then tony and fangs talk about where they're at with anthony's future like baby anthony's future and fangs goes on to say that he wants him to be raised old school and he wants him to be a fighter so he doesn't get killed by a ghoulie like one day and tony's like okay first and foremost like don't ever say that out loud like don't embarrass yourself that is terrible for you to say and she was like maybe that's not what we can do like maybe we can try to focus on something else maybe let's not talk about 
the, the serpents at all. Like, maybe that's how we should go about this. And that's when the lights go out. So, obviously, they have a lot of shit to talk about. Um, and I'll talk about my feelings <laughs> around Tony and Fangs a little bit later. But they have an interesting... They Anyway, their whole s- situation is very interesting right now. Then it cuts back to Kevin and Moose. Um, and he just catches them up on, like... He catches him up on, like, the stuff that's been going on. Like, he's going through custody battle and all this other stuff is happening. And Moose is like, oh, that sounds so hard. And then Moose catches him up on his life. And he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, my dad, he was released, like, from prison. So now he's living with his dad. And he basically says that he's sorry for bailing on him um, when that whole thing happened. And then he kisses him. And then as he's kissing him, Kevin's like, hold on, wait one second. I need to cancel on someone. Or he's like, I need to message someone. And then he ends up canceling on Fangs and Tony. Really quickly, for our Riverdale-like wizards who know everything about, like, every scene and everything that happens, the last time we saw Moose, was he not, like, hooking up with Fangs? Like, wasn't there a moment where he comes back into town and he had long hair? Yeah. And, like, Kevin walks in on them, like, hanging out and, like, doing stuff. So, like... This isn't the first time that they haven't seen each other since that moment. Yeah. I think so they like, forget what they they write in their own shows. They wrote. They're like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. I'm like, okay, I guess you guys totally forgot that they he already came back once. Um, like you already used this opportunity to fucking talk to him about it. So then it cuts to Tony and Fangs. And Fangs gets pissed at Kevin. He's like, wow, of course he canceled on us. He bailed on our marriage. He bailed on us as a family. Like, screw this guy. Um, And he's like, let me just go and deal with this guy right now by myself. And she tells him, like, not to leave. She's like, don't leave. I need you here. Like, Like, Anthony needs you here. And they kiss. Pause for how I feel about Tony and Fangs currently. Do you feel like there's any chemistry at this point in time? I feel like there's negative chemistry. Like negative chemistry. Negative chemistry. And I feel like his acting is so bad. I'm not the only one that said it this week. He overacts and it ruins the scene for me. It does. Like he overacted Mm. the scene and I'm like, okay, I don't even believe you anymore. Like I don't even like take you seriously. Like you're going off. And then it cuts like 20 minutes and she's like, because like, he's like popping <laughs> off for like no reason and i don't know it's just like i get i get what their story is right now like i don't mind it as much but like i just feel like yeah there's no chemistry at all like i don't i don't see that i don't feel yeah. it yeah no which is unfortunate because i'm like tony should have someone to anchor herself to like just like she had with like anchors herself with share i know she anchors herself she, she don't <laughs> need no man she don't need no woman but when you see them together, I'm like, why are you even here? Like, why? What do you even see in this guy? This like dumb gang. No, member? you're right. You're right. I, I, and like, last week, th- remember he was it last week where he called around. He's like, well, you're dancing now. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. Baby at home, like, bitch, like you have like like get out a of house here. full of guns. Like, check yourself. He's like a baby himself. Like, get out of here. So I don't know. At this point in time, I think there was a time where I felt a connection between yeah. them. But yeah. now it's gone to me. Like, I look and at maybe, them and I'm like, I don't see maybe that. Maybe they want us all. to feel that, too, at this point. Maybe, maybe. Because we're waiting for Shoney to come I back. mean, look, if they kept any ship apart, I think Shoney would win that award. Like, they 
don't even talk about them anymore. They don't even have scenes together. Like, they don't even come in contact with each other. Like, they are keeping them apart. Like, so that reunion is going to be fucking. It's going to be wet and heavy. Oh, wet and heavy. Uh, so, <laughs> so then it cuts to Pop's diner and Tabitha's on the radio. She's trying to get a signal and she hears something. What are they getting like, a signal for? Like just to warn people? I guess so. Like I think he's like, yeah, go on the radio and see if you can like help anybody out who needs help. Also, like, I, I guess, thought they like, closed the Lonely were... Highway, which is what Moose said last scene. Right. So I don't know. I, I don't know. There's so many inconsistencies in the, the, the writing. Moose <laughs> was like, this. I lost my job after they cut the lonely highway down. I was like, is there right. only one highway in the world? Like, why can't you find another drop <laughs> on another one. highway? If you couldn't drive on the lonely highway, then you couldn't drive. Yeah. Like, and then Tabitha's like, I'm contacting people on the lonely highway. And I was like, I thought Moose just said it was closed down. <laughs> is he lying? Did he just get fired? And he's making that as an excuse. He is the TVK. I'm telling you, he's sketchy. Stop. Can you imagine? That'd be funny. Um, so anyway, pop side. I mean, it's oh my like, God. Just now really I'm like quick. really thinking about it. Like, can you imagine if that's the case? And also it wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past like Kevin going, getting into, getting involved with the fucking TV. Honestly. Such a fucking mess. Um, so anyway, she hears something and then she gets worried about Jughead, but he's actually fine. He comes back in. He's like, oh, I got the gas. And then they turn on the generator. Pops is back on. Everybody's happy. Cuts to Kevin and Moose. And after sexy times, he's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm just going to wash up. And so he goes to wash up. And uh, the gargoyle king is like behind him in the bathroom. And then he wakes up and it's just a dream. He passed out after sex, just like every man. In <laughs> Even who said that, he was like, you fell asleep after that. <laughs> he's like, after we hooked up, you just passed the fuck out. You uh, man of a man. So funny. And so Moose goes over and he holds him. And it was a cute moment and I want to root for them, but I hate Kevin so much that I don't care. <laughs> like, that's my problem with it um, at this point. I will say my favorite Kevin scenes were always with Moose. They were always my favorite. They have a good chemistry. They do. And I think the stories that they talked about when they were together were like really, really cute, real scenes and stories, yeah. but they were very short lived. Like they didn't, they never really like went all the way like or they right. cut them short it was just like an episode yeah. um and then moose like left the show i think right when he was starting to get really good he ended up leaving the show because i think he got yes. another he got like another show the actor and then, it got canceled or <laughs> and then it got canceled but yeah it's funny that you said that because i do feel like they are my they they were my favorite together um yeah but yeah they just have an inch i just feel like kevin brings a good thing out of moose and moose does the same for kevin yeah agreed like, I like him more. I liked him with I liked him with Fangs too. Don't get me wrong, but it feels like it's been so long since we didn't get to see that relationship that I don't really have the same feelings about yeah. him and Fangs. And Fangs is probably never gonna like it's never gonna happen between. Yeah, them. I wasn't crazy about the the Kevin and Fangs relationship. I think it's because when we came through the time jump, they were already married. They were gonna yeah. have a baby. Like everything kind of got to a point where like we didn't really get a chance to see them grow whereas yeah. with moose and kevin like you saw them as high school students falling yeah, in love but, and yeah. like all that stuff like whatever being a closet case and all that was like a was a part of their story so we want to root for them yeah. um anyway cuts to cheryl calling her mom for dinner and she finds her mom in the room with the doll the fucking yeah. abigail yeah. doll and 
she like calls her out. She was like, of course, you're here for something nefarious. Like you're here to do something evil. Yeah. And she gets so pissed. She just fucking whacks her over the head with a fucking <laughs> candlestick. I was like, what is she about to do? She like rips the candle off. She's like fucking whacks her. So then she wakes up and she's like tied to the table. And Cheryl is like slowly raising her body temperature because she's obviously a pyrokinetic now. Yeah. And she's like. Show off. Yeah. And then Penelope's like, what are you doing? And she was like, I'm a pyrokinetic now. I can like basically burn you to death. Um, Like you're evil. And Cheryl's about to burn her. And then uh, Penelope's like, no, 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 wait, wait. I have something for you. I have these letters from Heather. Like, you remember Heather? And she was like, yeah, I remember Season Heather. Season three, <laughs> yeah. She's, she's like, you mean the person that you traumatized me about for my entire life? Yes, I remember her. <laughs> um, so then What did you feel about that? Like, that whole thing? Like, bringing that the, up again? The Heather storyline? Yeah. It made me question, like, who is Heather? Are we going to meet Heather? Like, I want to know who Heather yeah. is now. Like, they keep talking about it. And I like the way that this scene ended. Like, obviously, like, later with her and, like, ask her asking for forgiveness. But at this point, we've, like, we haven't met this person. And I'm, like, of all the people, like, the Minervas and all these, like, random people yeah. that have come in and out of Cheryl's life, I'm surprised that Heather hasn't, like, made her way onto the but show. But I don't think point. we have to see Heather. I think we, all we have to know is, like, how much trauma that relationship like and the dealing with, of her thinks. mom, like it brought her. So I don't necessarily right. need to see Heather. It's just like I think that's the thing that like, like messed up Cheryl the most probably yeah. with her mom. Yeah, yeah, you know for sure. That's a good point. That's a good point. I just feel like when it's an unnamed random person, I'm always just like, what do they sound like? Who are yeah. they? How are they? I just you know, I just don't person? think I just don't think it's all tied to Heather. Like I think their mother and daughter trauma and dynamic is so much bigger than just one person like you yeah. lost your son you lost your brother like right. in a horrific way like there's yeah. so many more traumatic so more. points in their lives that yeah. they could be pulling from like that's just like one of them i feel like but yeah. they're like focusing on that for some reason so i don't right. know maybe they are maybe we are gonna see heather like i don't know i don't know we'll see um so then it cuts back to pop's diner and she's got like the the whatever the speaker working, the radio working. She's calling out people in the fog. She's like, "Yeah, it's lit." It doesn't really like amount to anything. Like nobody comes through the door. Like she just, I guess it's just to show that like Pop's Diner is like, we want another day. Always lit. We're yeah. always lit. Yeah, <laughs> we're always the chocolate shop. Um, so, <laughs> so then finally. It cuts back to Cheryl and she's reading all these letters in bed and she's like bawling her eyes out. Her mom comes in and she's like, why did you hate me so much? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, why did you do this to me? And Penelope kind of admits that she was homophobic because she might be like a lesbian herself. Yeah, I like, didn't understand like what she alluded to. I think she said that without saying it and out I loud. Wish I wish this scene had so much more. I, I right. liked what they did with it, but something that is this deep and messed up needed like 10 minutes of dialogue. Like a little bit more. A little bit yeah. more. Like this is yeah. like the core of Cheryl's like pain trauma. as a character and trauma. Yeah, yeah. Like if if this is truly Penelope who's changed and is like being like remorseful, I just, I wanted more from her. Yeah, that's fair. I I do feel like, we got to the point that we needed to get to, but you're right. Like, I feel like it needed 
to keep moving a little bit like i wanted to hear more of that dialogue too. i would have loved if like because you know how she talks right like penelope's like child i will shall never yes. i almost wanted a moment where she was like it like ended and she was like cheryl i'm so sorry like i was not the per like you know like it's almost like that facade of a person that yeah. she's created over the years like fizzled and she was like i just want to be your mom i'm so sorry i did such a bad job right. like i would have loved to see that character come through yeah. and she's like this is just my way of coping with what i've done i've created this sort of like you know fantastical persona right you know right. a bit yeah. a bit more i just i wanted a bit more if this is truly that moment that we're gonna get and and maybe if she wasn't wearing a fucking nun's outfit <laughs> like that would have been like you know if she took off her habit yeah, or something yeah. and like really got down on the knees or on her knees as her mother yeah and not as much as like i'm trying to repent for my sins so like i'm here for your forgiveness yeah um so that's but that is what she said she's like i'm here for your forgiveness please forgive me and cheryl's just sitting there being like damn thanks a lot for your like traumatizing me all this time um but like yeah her scene ends we don't really hear anything about like what happens to penelope do you want to see penelope back on the show full time like what are you hoping for at this point for her i mean I, or is I, this if, like the end i don't know like if if we're gonna get more scenes with her um and cheryl like i'm down yeah but i just don't feel like they're taking penelope there yeah. I can't get her to that level of like that emotion that I want to see uh, right. with mother and daughter. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think at the same time too, I think like we've come to kind of love how psycho Penelope had gotten over the years and like her crazy like antics, the, the things that she got up to. So seeing her this way, I'm like, I wish I saw this before, you know, like, yeah, I wish I saw yeah. a bit of this beforehand. So yeah. like we could like see her have this moment with Cheryl. Okay, Cheryl's not her problem, but she's also still like got her own issues. Like she still wants think, to be like, a killer. She still wants to do exactly. all those silly things. I still feel like we could have, and maybe like it lends to the idea that like she could be schizophrenic. She could be like, like, you know, like a bipolar personality where like she has moments of like at the highs and the lows where like, in the lows she's like i'm so sorry cheryl like she, she her right. voice changes yeah her clothes yeah, change like the yeah. way she dresses and then boom you know a couple of weeks later something happens and she's on that high again of that bipolar and like she's like freaking this crazy nun like yeah i would have loved to see them delving into that would have been really cool that's to mental touch on illness mental, mental illness in that and that's way. real shit and i yeah. think that comes from real trauma mm -hmm. that could lend itself to like all the crazy shit that she's done over the years but right. there's another layer and a facade to that person that really does love her daughter and like that's a good point it's yeah. just it's just not there consistently you know right right for sure that would have been a sick storyline yeah yeah not gonna lie that that sounds really good <laughs> you're like damn. <laughs> like damn cool yeah i, I would have done that too <laughs> um so it's the next morning and this is when kevin calls fangs and kevin's like yeah i'm open to like having the conversation with you i'm open to join custody and fangs kind of snaps on him he's like oh sounds good you're okay with having a dinner with us you're open to join custody and he's like well now i don't want to be half a dad I want to have only my son. I want him to be raised with an integrity. He does say something yeah. that I love. It's like yeah, one of my favorite did. lines that he's ever yeah. said ever. He says, I want my son to be raised with an integrity that I'm not sure that you possess. Yeah. And I was like, mic I know. drop. I bang. love that. It's like yeah. work. Yeah. Finally, someone's like shoving it right back in Kevin's face because he's out here acting as if like he's like this scorned boy. Yeah. Like, get over yourself. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, I'll see you in court. Until then, watch your back. Um, 
So two things. One, I will say good job for Fangs for finally like standing up to Kevin, being like, go fuck yourself. You like basically ruined our lives. Um, but this is obviously going to put another wedge between Fangs and Tony. Yeah. You know, yeah. like because Tony's like, don't do those things. <laughs> like literally don't do anything it's, that you just yeah, did. Yeah, he's going scene. to like an extreme point almost. And I guess this is the part where we have to like look at Fangs as a character and see him as like someone who like is just irrational. He yeah. doesn't really think things through. Like he's a bit of like a he's a bit of a dope that way. Um, but yeah, that's what he ends up doing in the scene. Then it cuts to Veronica and she's staring at the Hiram portrait. And then she like the this bitch can't even like find some paper herself. She has to like press a button and be like Hi, hello. Can you come into my office? I need to get some paper and some tape. I need to do something right now. Bye. And she just like clicks another button. Like every scene we have, she's like calling, beckoning someone over. Like, go put some, go put some work in. Like, go do it yourself. Like, I would love to see her like actually like make an effort. Then act like you know, like she still has this air of like I am the shit. I mean, that's Veronica, right? Like Princess Veronica. Veronica. But at the same time, I'm also just like I would have loved to see her like. Because at this point, she is so far removed from everyone else who's, like, real in Riverdale. I don't know if you want to say, like, real, but, like, they're rooted in, like, the hometowniness. And she's, like, so city girl that, like, you're, you're really, you really haven't changed. Like, you're all city now. Yeah. Like, you don't do things on your own anymore. Like, you, yeah. you're just kind of, like, sitting in your ivory tower and, like, doing things on what your What did like, she say, though? She said something. She's like, I need to wrap something up. Yeah, I got to wrap like, something up. Okay. I'm like, literally, you got to wrap something up? Like, Yeah, wow, she needs to. You really, <laughs> she needs scissors you really and that. some paper. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, I have a present. Um, then it cuts to Pop's Diner, and Alice announces that Percival is the new mayor of the town. This is when you lost me. Riverdale, I know we go through some wild, wild shit, but making Percival the mayor overnight, like how, how? in the fucking world, in what reality? And how can they just cut Tabby out of that this, like, thing? There's no, like this, this would have never happened. Like this is not, this is not rooted in reality. And I know we're talking about a show that now has superpowers yeah, that's and true. mind reading and time travel, but like there is no way that we were presented with this to be like, yeah, he is now the mayor. Every single time he goes on this fucking talk show, he's doing something fucking yeah. nuts. Like, yeah. and now it's like to the point of like, now he's the mayor. Like, that's when I was like, okay, like, I, I, don't, I don't know if I can get into that shit, but they're obviously trying to like yeah, wrap his complete, shit up yeah. quick. So fine. He's the mayor. I'll get over it by next week. Um, but <laughs> Tabitha, um, so Tabitha has a really nice moment with, with, um, Jughead and we get a lot of information about this so turns out she was like okay I was lying about what happened with the bomb and I did actually try to stop it and she went back like 13 1300 times um, but because Jughead's and he's like she's like you got your hearing back but every single time ended in an apocalypse and she was like your power is the most threatening to Percival's because it's the closest to his because he can read minds and he can like control people's minds just like you can read minds. So um, I thought that was kind of cool because I feel like, yeah. you know, 
But yeah. when you look at the show in general, Jughead is kind of rooted in like the story of the story. You know what I mean? Like he is Riverdale. He but is I the thought narrator. they were. I thought they were amping up Tabby to be that person because remember, like in every iteration of the thing, he was like against her. Right, but I don't know. I guess like in other like I guess when she was able to like see anything past that, it was always like he 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 was more important yeah. which i guess makes sense because it's jughead yeah um and so he says like um or she says that when he overheard her he, saying something in her head she was actually talking about him um losing him and it turns out that jughead dies in basically every single scenario and the only time that they actually win which is only two times he dies like like winning the she battle. said she said what a thousand one thousand eight hundred and thirty four times she went back mm -hmm. and only two times, two times he survived no two times they won but both oh, times but he, died. he died yeah true true okay so yeah he was like she was they like won, yeah she was like your death is fixed like it feels like it your your death is yeah. fixed but she he has a really cute moment where he's like Girl, this show tried to. I've kill been me on this off. show way too long. He's like, everybody tried to kill me every single time, <laughs> exactly. Every single season. He's like, this is not my first rodeo, girl. Yeah. Um, and then I got like confident. I was like, okay, like he'll be I was fine. Like, True. But then I was like, also in like season six, like, is this his opportunity to be like, I'm out? Like, are we finally? Like I'm saying, I think someone death? needs to die this season. I yeah. am down for that. It just can't be Betty yeah. Archie. <laughs> I guess I'm okay with Jughead. Then. I feel like I'd be sad if Jughead dies, but I feel like I would if, be sad if he yeah. dies. It'll it'll be like the chapter is closed on him and yeah. his story, and we got. I feel like we got enough from him, and I think that anyway, I would. I think I'd be okay. I'd be sad, but I think I'd be think... okay. But I'd be devastated. <laughs> Do you think somehow? Like, whatever she's seeing is, like, the River Vale version. So, like, maybe she's seeing him die, but it's, like, his River Vale version dying. Right. I don't know. And I I also want to know, because she says, like, oh, I went 1,300, like, 1,800 times back. I'm like, but what did you see? Like, what is going to play out that you yeah. can fix? <laughs> like, yeah. You just kept going back and, like, you didn't find a solution? Like, yeah. how, how did you... How does he, how can you make him survive in those yeah. two times that he yeah, does Yeah, because she doesn't say, like, how he dies or anything. Or, like, what is this ep epic battle going to even look like? We don't even really know. Like, yeah. she's not giving us any details. Like, is it, like, a pie-eating contest? Like. Is it, like, a milkshake <laughs> contest? <laughs> like, is it literally, like, a nuclear bomb goes off on fucking yeah. Riverdale? Like, we don't know. Yeah. Um, And he does, but he does say something cute at the end. He's like... Just don't give up hope on me because that would kill me. Yeah. Like, okay. Oh, we won't give up on you. I won't kill you. Um, and then our final, final scene is at the Andrews residence. It's the next day. So obviously Archie and Betty have gone mm -hmm. to the pregnant mm -hmm. to the store to get a pregnancy test. test. And it cuts. Oh. And I, oh. So I love this scene because like um yeah. And so she's like timing it like perfectly, like when her timer like goes off. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, he was just so cute, man. Like he, he was, was a real, just like, like such a supportive dad. I don't know what it is. Like again, I I don't I'm not all like I I did love Archie a lot too. There's mm. just something cute about KJ when he's with Lily. I there's a different dynamic, right. and I feel like his chemistry is more like I see him more there than yeah. I was seeing him more there with like Veronica. I don't know how it's to explain it. It's just a different energy. Cause like, it's like a different see, energy. Yeah. Yeah. When you see him with Betty, you're like, oh yeah, of course he wants to have a baby with her. 
But when you look at yeah. her name, Veronica, she's like, no, I'm too busy and working. Like, well, I, I don't even yeah. see them having a fan. Like, what does that even look like? Yeah, so, I don't know. There's just something different about KJ and there's and then yeah. Archie when he's in a scene with Lily and Betty. And in this scene, he's so freaking cute. And he's like, whatever happens, we're going to be fine. Like, yeah. I'm going to be here for you. Yeah, like, this so is cute. it. It's us. I was like, oh, my God. But also, we have to remember that KJ became a father himself probably around the same yes. time. Yes. And I so, feel like, like they're he was bringing that energy yeah to, no like, totally an, an expecting father so totally I'm just like, oh of course he's like happy and excited yeah 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 channeling, totally like, him and his his girls like I, and the way they so were cute. sort of do it is that like the the test like comes up and the yeah. camera's on this side of it and then we see them both look at the test but like you don't really cuts. know what the reaction is like, so what do you really think tell. it is I think that they're pregnant. Yeah. I hope that they're pregnant at yeah. this point. Like, why bring us that storyline? Because then it's going to be like, oh, I guess it didn't work. Are we going to try now? Like, then they're going to go through the whole conversation yeah. about trying, which I guess they could do. But, like, there's a lot of other shit going on right now this season. I don't know if, like, them trying to have a baby is going to be the thing that we need to see. Yeah. I'd love to just have them pregnant. Yeah. Um. But I was like, oh, of course it fucking cuts. I'm like, can we just get the answer? Can we just get the I, fucking answer? No, I did, I did usually, like the cleffhanger. They don't excited leave us me. on like this I know. much of a cliffhanger. I know. Like, something like this is something that you see in a Netflix show because then you watch the next episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, um, oh. No, I did like it. Uh, I think they're pregnant. Yeah. I think just like when you look at the entire series as a whole and like just where they're heading and if they're almost done and like a Betty and Archie baby – that's yeah. like that's like the whole point of this like next that's generation like, the like next that's step. yeah you know like you can't get any more like iconic like they're having sure. a baby it's their child's literally gonna be like the next generation of this town yeah so i'd Archie be down baby. for it Archie, yeah. Ba- yeah i'm excited i'm excited i think the varchi shippers are they're no longer yeah like, they're, it's they're like yeah them. i feel bad a little you, bit y'all lost but... this one i'm so sorry r.i.p um <laughs> so one question i did have and maybe this is just me being skeptical i was like what if the girl that betty interviews who we never get to see is actually heather and she comes back and she's like brainwashed by the tbk <laughs> i read this and i was like boy what <laughs> I mean, look, it's Riverdale. Anything can, anything can happen. I'm just trying to make connections. I just don't know, like, how that would connect. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, why would she be also that I was girl? Because like, then Cheryl's kind of in the mix and she's going to feel conflicted about it. But then, like, we don't really know who this mystery girl is. Why did they bring it up? Like, what was the whole... Like, I guess I'm just really annoyed about the fact that we never really find out why this girl escaped. And we don't I know. I know. It her. is a weird thing. Maybe we'll see it next episode. Like, maybe, maybe she'll we'll have that episode. continuation. Because, like, the fog came. The girl couldn't come, maybe. Maybe she, <laughs> she couldn't come through. <laughs> they made it sound like she was in the office Yeah, already. I know. Like, she She's, like, outside waiting. <laughs> yeah. I don't anyway. know. That was... It was weird. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our recap around Let's recap roundups. Best, best moment. moment. My best moment is pretty much your best moment, mm-hmm. um, which is the veggie scene. Yes. Um, but then I will, and you, I'll let you talk about it more. But I will also say, I think the whole episode was a best moment for me because it was such a change of pace. Yeah. And like we got to like slow down and pause and have these really amazing conversations with these characters that we've been waiting for a long time. 
yeah. mostly veggie they needed to have this conversation yes. Yes. um so i just think and like to your point i think the episode was beautifully written i don't know which writer wrote this episode but it was so good the writing was really really good so writing was fantastic well so yeah my best moment was definitely the regime like as soon as i saw it i was like i don't know what's gonna happen the rest of this episode but this is taking it for me yeah. so Veronica and Reggie in the scene. It was so well done. The 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 makeup and the breakup and all of it, all the all the things that we already talked about. So so good. So so yeah. well done. WTF, WTF moment. moment. WTF moment was the ending with Jughead and Tabitha when she mm. was like, "You're dead. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> You're gonna die. You're gonna die." <laughs> and she's like, "I tried to fix it, but I couldn't." No. Uh, I was like, "Oh my god." Um, yeah. But yeah, um, and then also Moose showing up because it was so random. Yeah, I'm like, we haven't very... had Moose in like years. Like, what? And it's a fog. How did he even get there? Yeah. So it was just, it was Why just did random. You show, how did you even show up? Again, I think they just use it as a tool to sort of yeah. like shake Kevin a little bit and be like, what it's. You know who am I really? Yeah. But why does he need someone to do that for him? You why can't need, he figure that out on his own? He needs to get his shit together on his own. Yeah. Sure. I will say really quickly. We talk about how like good the writing was this episode. The one there's this one thing that Tabitha says, and I'm like, why did you say that if that's not what happens? She talks about how she cannot leave Pops when she goes back in time. She's like, oh. I have to like stay within spitting distance of, yes, of Pops. Yes. So how did she stop the bomb multiple times? No, I think what she says is like when she um when like she time, time jumps, it's only like close to pops. Oh. So I think okay, then okay. she can like walk around. She can walk she around. Can't, like, she can't like time jump like to Archie's house. To Archie's kind of, house. You know? And, like stop the bomb. That's just, what like, I took from over, it. Just to yeah. run over there from pops. Yeah. I mean, it's a small town. Like it ain't a big deal, like, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Five minutes. Just park your bike at pops and take the bike. It's not a big deal. <laughs> take a moped. Just like roll your way down there. Um, my WTF moment is uh, the cliffhanger with Barchi, the baby yeah. results. I wanted to know, are you yeah. pregnant? Yes or no? I was like, what the fuck? I gotta wait a whole fucking week now. Yeah. MVP. MVP is gonna be Reggie um, because I think he just played such an like in that conversation. He kind of steered the ship. He yeah. was so honest and so open and like vulnerable and like just like serving Veronica like the real and he wasn't like taking anything that she was saying she was like yeah okay but if we go and he's like no he's like I'm still not your number one and so yeah. like I said yeah. to have a secondary character choose their own path and like and have push that her there and sort of push her right I just you don't always see that so yeah, I love that true. he was able to do that and he was like I'm out and he left yeah. and so like, I really really yeah MVP I for me uh no that's a really good point um MVP Reggie uh, my MVP is gonna go to Tabitha uh, yeah I thought it was just really yeah. cute that she tried to go back 1800 totally. times and like save the world and save him and it just like didn't work out yeah like, oh. it sounds like I mean every, like, I didn't want to choose her again because I feel like I keep, I keep choosing her she's tab yeah and a lot of our roundups from our listeners are tabs of are course Tabitha. it's tabs like she's been amazing yeah, yeah um but yeah other than her I would I would say like Reggie for sure LVP Who's your LVP? LVP. This was really hard because I didn't want to give it to Kevin. You know, he did have a little bit of like good moments this episode. I mean, Alice is just straight up like shook. She is not herself. So I'm not even yeah. going to choose her. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say the TBK because <laughs> he's kind of like MIA. Like no one really cares about him right now. 
where has he been? Yeah. He's not yeah. as scary as he like used to seem. <laughs> he's and not oogie he's just like, yeah, like he's the fog there. was scarier than the TV cave. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Where are you? Yeah. Betty's back in town. Like, what's happening? Yeah. Um, so and to that point, I wonder if like this girl, this mystery girl that we're probably never gonna see is gonna like, like can't wait to see I, this girl. I can't wait to like, see because I feel like maybe she's like there's something there. on her and be like oh betty i was just a victim but like he's actually like trained her well to, here's like, the get thing betty right back. this know. kid this part kills me because betty thinks she's so smart she's <laughs> like i literally traveled the world and i lost him in like ohio and like he's yeah. there bitch he knows where you live he's he, he will, can come back to your hometown we'll literally come like, back to you you like, went back to don't. your hometown so like you went to like <laughs> nebraska and like are hiding in some of the desert like you went back to your hometown and you're living in your old house like like what you're you very easy to track down is got him to leave and then stay there and then killed him and then come back yeah like, maybe don't come back to town like, she acts like as if her plan is like bulletproof like she's like nailed it i did nailed it, it. i lost him there yeah I came back here she's like even though I cannot see him and he doesn't like he's not vulnerable to me cool thanks um my LVP is gonna go to Fangs because I feel like this was the final time that I'm just like okay this character I think is gonna be like waste like he's just gonna be a dum-dum and Tony is gonna just break up with him and that's gonna be the end of Fangs and I kind of feel bad because I feel like it could have been an interesting way to go about it. He has a lot of things to say that make very valid points. The fact that Kevin basically broke up their marriage, all these other things that happened. I thought that was really interesting. But the fact the fact that Fangs is like at his core, this gang member, like suddenly yeah. he's like the serpent of all yeah. serpents. And I'm like, relax. He like, got, like you excited. Were just, you were like a fucking like be like D-list character and now you're like up in the front and you're like I want to be a serpent and my kid's gonna be a serpent I'm like relax like chill yeah, yeah. like let's talk about your trauma <laughs> like maybe we should talk about some <laughs> with you too pull like, up a chair should, yeah you should have a good conversation but they don't want to give him that so I'm just like bummer the, the best, best line. line who was your best line um, my best line is between Veronica and Reggie, and this. I'll just sort of like mix the two. And it's she, he says, it's not just on you, Ronnie. It's on the both of us. Sometimes I've wondered if the reason we're such a good match, we're actually bad in ways that are simpatico. That's why we got to break up the screwed up toxic cycle. And then he says, fog notwithstanding, I'm starting to see things crystal clear. Finally. Yeah. I was like, damn. It was just like a really good back and forth, yeah. well written scene. Yes. Um, so and well. both both actors, I think they took it there. Like I mm -hmm. believed it every every word. So, so it was so really well done. Loved it. Uh yeah, that was gonna be mine until I saw yours. I was like, okay, you gonna talk about that? Okay. <laughs> Mine's gonna be when Fang says, "I want my son to be raised with an integrity that I'm not sure you possess." Because I was like, snap. I love because that's the perfect word for Kevin. No integrity. No integrity. That's the perfect yes. word. I was trying to find the word. We just keep calling him a waste man, but that's literally, <laughs> literally what it is. He has yeah. no integrity. Yeah. Um, so I love that he finally said, and we finally heard a character say that he's like, shit. So yeah. I'm happy about that. Let's okay. get into our listener roundups because we got Let's a lot. It. And I saw on Twitter um, that like people were giving us like memes and images. Yeah, and like scenes. video I clips. Like, I'm like, I'm okay. snapped on all this. I Ooh, love you all. Taking the run-ups to the next level. I love so it. So amazing. 
Okay, yeah. so we have at Shawnee5 on it, MVP, Tony for standing up to Kevin and Jabatha because I love them, LVP, Fangs because he's a total loser, and the actor cannot act. See, I'm not the only one. So also, the writers were always trying to redeem abusers. Why are they trying to redeem Penelope? She's literally homophobic and abusive. Also, I literally forgot that Veronica existed. Like, who <laughs> even is she? WTF moment, Fangs potentially ruining the custody battle. Best line, Veronica, where she's talking to Reggie about something I don't know I really wasn't paying attention <laughs> she's like it was great but, but I don't, I don't remember it I don't remember <laughs> it uh, thanks for being real at Barchi 2020 says best moment Betty told Archie about TBK finally and Archie told her he's all in and he's there for her Barchi got closer a scene that we have been waiting for for a long time very very true um, MVP uh, Tabitha she went back to time just to save Jughead a WTF moment Penelope becoming a nun LVP Kevin Alice and Percival so trio all the trio holy untrinity yeah at Ciara NJ best moment all the Barchi they are doing everything I need right now they are so cute also the so phone cute. call in the on the radio the same call that saved Barchi from the bomb I'm loving the blend between Vale and Dale yes I wanted to bring this up to you and I totally mm. forgot until now I didn't realize that connection I'm so, so bad the, with the connections it's hard to catch them sometimes I know but yeah so the phone call I'm assuming the phone call she means the one that Tabitha the radio like heard so like yeah it's like something that so she's she hearing she the, like, the veil phone call so interesting I want to I want to play that back again anyways yeah. um best moment two double Coos reunion we've not been having a good gay rep lately and it's nice to see gays being happy together I hope we see more moose I love him gays WTF moment Penelope becoming a nun what has this woman not done also she's a full on serial killer but I've learned to not apply logic to this show (laughs) that's smart MVP Tabitha Sis jumped through 1834 timelines to save Jughead Jones, who, shocker, is going to die again. She's doing the most, and I'm loving it. Also, yeah. Moose, he's so fine, and I loved seeing him again. Finally, Kevin doing something. Yeah. Uh, yes to all of that. At Barchi's origin, best moment. Archie telling Betty he's all in and being the most supportive character ever, partner ever. WGF moment. Veronica telling Reggie she'd be living in NYC if she had her way the reality is we're all someone's consolation prize like veronica wow you idiots like why did you do that uh at barchi thus one thus one we got a lot of barchi roundups uh this week uh best moment archie reassuring betty he's all in no matter the outcome of the pregnancy test also reggie calling out on these shit mvp archie lvp alice kevin fangs and veronica WTF, Penelope, a nun, also very bored of that storyline. Cheryl needs a story that doesn't involve her mom. So we're closing. I feel like we're closing up that chapter. Yeah, I, I would agree with it. I just wanted a longer, deeper conversation to, to round it off. To and really then like Penelope can it. go back to the Himalayas. Like, I'm down for that. <laughs> totally fine. Um, on Instagram, we got uh, Marie Gerritsen. I think her WTF, WTF is Kevin had some screen time. Oh. Like, I mean, he does get screen time. It's just never impressive. It's never good. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, and then she also says MVP, Barchi, LVP, Fangs. Um, 
Oh, her best line is fog notwithstanding, I am starting to th- see things crystal clear finally. Mm-hmm. That was a that was that will probably go down as one of the best Reggie lines his character ever had. Like yeah. it was really good. I got to clearly know. Yeah. And that's um, it for the roundups. Wow, thank you everyone. Thank you guys. We love you. Um, and I would like to take this time to thank some other people we love, our patrons of the episode, our Rewinder Squad, White and Nicole and Cliff, our Lit Rewinders, Tina and Soleil and Kate, and our Mommy Rewinders, Becca, Sarah, Tamala, and Grace. Thank you, guys. If you'd like you. to join our Patreon family, check us out at patreon.com slash recap underscore rewind. And also make sure you're checking us out on all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. You can also find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iTunes. Like, subscribe, follow, review, and comment to stay engaged with us at Recap Rewind. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.